Hello and welcome to the Unboxable podcast. My name is Elena Turley, I'm your host. I help mothers recover holistic health and build a soulful, regenerative lifestyle. This is a place for rediscovering yourself, finding meaning and nurturing body, mind and soul. This is episode 49 with Tracy Harris. Tracy Harris is a remarkable woman. She's a business coach and mum with hustle. She shares how we can be many things and her journey to online entrepreneurship and really stepping into her full identity as an impact-driven digital entrepreneur. She's going to share with you her experience of unconscious bias towards women returning to work, which is called the maternal wall. Look it up. She also shares about her challenges to her own identity during early motherhood when her work situation changed unexpectedly. Best of all, she shares with us some fantastic ways to consider how to design a life that prioritizes caring, caring for yourself as a mother and also the care that mothers give in their families but still not giving up on aspirations and ambitions with great success. She really does share some amazing questions you can ask yourself to lead yourself intentionally towards a life you deeply desire. I am so thrilled to have this conversation with Tracy. She is not only the founder of Mums with Hustle and the Social Methods Society, both of which have helped me greatly in setting up my own business. She's also just a lady that you're going to really enjoy hanging out with for a little while. So please enjoy this episode of the Unboxable Podcast. Welcome, Tracy. Hello. I'm very thrilled to be here because I just adore you and I know that you would attract great people to listen to this podcast. So it's an honor because through connecting with you, I get to connect with your beautiful community. So thank you for having me. Oh, thank you, darling. So Tracy and I tend to get really excited when we're together. <laughs> we have lots of lots of good vibes, mainly because Tracy is just a good vibe lady who has this really inspiring business and inspiring life that she has designed we will say a life by design and that is the theme of today's chat with Tracy so I like to ask all of my guests at the beginning because it's just interesting to hear what you will say yeah. who are you where are you and what do you do oh I like that well I'm Tracy Harris and I was just saying to Elena I feel like sometimes I have about 50 personalities because some days I like to be a bit rock glam and some days I like to be all earthy mama and some days I'm a total boss lady um, looking super chic and you know wanting to speak on stages and do all of the things so I'm a bit of like I'm a bit eclectic but at the heart of it all I'm a mum of two amazing boys they're still really young the youngest at the time of this recording is in kindergarten and then my eldest is in year two and I'm a wife to my high school sweetheart. Gosh, I am that person. Yes, I am. <laughs> and I live in Greater Sydney in a very uh, small town called Camden. So not too far from you, Elena. No, not far. I'm in the northern beaches of Sydney. Yeah. yeah. And, and was the last one, what do I do? 
Yeah. Just tell us about your work life, your career. Yes. Well, it really depends on who I'm speaking to, because if you are an online entrepreneur, then you're totally going to understand when I say I'm an online educator and mentor and community builder. So I serve mums in business to design a business and a life that they love and also how to be really great online marketers for their business so that they can build their dream audience and attract their ideal clients and customers so they can have their impact on this world. But in a way that allows them to really have the freedom and lifestyle that they also desire. So that's me. But if you don't understand online marketing or digital entrepreneurship, I would probably say that I am a business coach. That's what I say to to regular people because it is quite a new emerging thing, online business. Yeah, Yeah, it's like the wild west of business, isn't it? It's a frontier. Yes. Mm. And and what I love about that is that we kind of make it up as we go along. Like as you would know, I've been a blogger since 2009 and one of the things that drew me to this online digital world is that was kind of open for creating and it was unusual and the rules weren't set and I really like that. Yeah, it's shifting all the time. Yeah, Yeah. and we get to create these little ecosystems for very narrow niches or groups of people and gather and have community and I know you're such a big community builder and connector And we get to do, through the online world, we get to connect with people that ordinarily in our own small towns or families and friendship circles, we would never be able to connect with. So Mm. it's amazing. And I think in the beginning of the online digital space, there was a lot of generosity as well. I remember I was starting my blog. I didn't know how to build a website and I met someone on Twitter and he just like, and he was in a relationship. It wasn't like a sort of sexy thing. It was a, um, he just wanted to help me out. He was like, oh, I love that idea. That's such a great idea. Let me build it for you. And he just built me a website for free. Like just because oh, wow. at that point, Twitter was all about how can we help each other? It was like the, it was such a beautiful community, early Twitter. And I remember just being blown away that this guy just built me a website just for fun, just to be nice. Yeah, that this was is like a peer, a peer helping another peer. Yeah, it was gorgeous. And um, there is still that element, I think, in certain parts of like certainly in our communities. I know you and I set that tone that it's a lot about service and giving and generosity and that really gives me a lot of heart. You know, I think it's such a beautiful way to run businesses and to connect with people internationally as well. And yeah. I'd love to know a little bit more about just Tell me a little bit more about the business you've created and and what you, um, first tell us the name of your business. Yeah, well, my current business name is Tracy Harris Company. Mm. And I say current in that way because it's only about a year ago from the time of this recording that I rebranded into having my own personal brand, which was really terrifying. It is, (laughs) isn't it? Oh, yeah. Prior to that, my business was called Mums with Hustle. And 
It was the name of my podcast as well. It was the name of my Instagram community, uh, my Facebook community, and it all still is. Yeah. But the business name itself is not Mums with Hustle because I am Tracy Harris. I love that. And, and I can create many things, not that's just it. one thing. That's you know, it. that's the shift. Amazing. I and can create many things. I can I be it. many things. And so to all of the women listening, yeah. that's the same for you, my friend, whether yes. you're a business owner or not, you can be many things, yes. you know. And when you own your name, mm. you're not hiding behind, like that's your identity, mm. not what you do, not a community that you built, not the promotion that you just got, mm. not your degree, mm. just you owning who you are. There is no one that is youer than you. I know. And I mean, there's the beautiful thing in that too, which is just around when you step into the fullness of being and the fullness of you being Tracy Harrison, all that that means, you free yourself up because you're no longer attached to a particular aspect of you or a particular aspect of your business, you now are free to do all of the things, you know, as and when needed. And when I was in England, um, I was a personal branding coach for a little while and I bought my URL name, you know, about probably six years prior to now, prior to the time of recording. And at that time it wasn't that common. And I remember people being a bit weirded out by it, but also being kind of inspired by it. And that's how yeah. I just sort of fell into coaching other people how to do that. And most of it was an emotional shift. Most of it wasn't about the branding or the buying a URL. It was about being able to step into the fullness of you and what you have to offer. So I really love that you're doing that. It's just such a powerful thing to do. Yes. Um, well, it is. It's a big shift mm. to stand in your own name and really own who you are. Yeah. Like we have infinite potential when we own who we are, but when we hide behind something, mm. you know, there's a bit of a ceiling on that. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with doing that till you're ready. You know, like I totally think we have to do that sometimes. That's yeah. a step to take. And actually going back a little further, can we take a step back, even back yes. beyond the Tracy Harris Co and back beyond the mums with hustle? I want to know a little bit about what your life was like before you were a mum, before you stepped into this business and made a life by design. Mm. So that's a big one because mm. Again, I was not owning who I was mm. at a soul level. Yeah. I, was, I had my identity wrapped up in what I was doing in my profession mm. and my accolades and my achievements. And so that was all as a teacher, a primary teacher. And then five years into teaching, I went for my dream job, my, you know, the promotion that I thought I felt in my heart of hearts that I was going to get it. Like it felt like a calling, like yeah. there is no way I won't get this. But also on paper, it was going, going against, like the odds were not in my favour. Right. So I'd only been teaching for five years. I had no leadership experience, not even in an acting capacity you know, yeah, someone's wow. maternity yeah. leave or any sort of experience at all. Yeah. And here I was going to apply for the role of religious education coordinator. So any teachers 
in the Catholic system listening, mm. you know that that is an executive leadership role. There's the principal, there's the assistant principal, and then there's a religious education coordinator. So it's a big job. Big job. And yeah. then underneath that, there are other people on the leadership team, usually, um, you know, to do with curriculum. So it's so a maths coordinator. Yes. And sometimes in charge of the school, if the mm. principal or assistant principal were not it's there. Huge. It's huge. And I wanted that role. I loved it so much. Um, and I did. I was successful in getting that. But that mm. came with a lot of challenges, not in terms of responsibility, but mm. in terms of my season of life. Right. Being a young woman, 29 years old. It's pretty young for that role, isn't it? Very young. Yeah. So it was the youngest that I could possibly be. Right. So to get a leadership role, you had to be teaching a minimum of five years. And you did a degree, so you had to be under yes. 30. Yeah. Yes. So um, I wasn't a mum yet at the time mm. when I got that role. But a year later into having the role, I did yeah. become a mother. And then I wanted to have that role but part-time which you could do but it wasn't really supported and it right. wasn't ideal which is a common story for very women. common especially like in leadership it's like oh yeah. well, hang on a second generally yeah. people in this role yeah have already had their children yeah and talk me through how that felt at that time at that moment so you you're a young teacher on a career path you have a child what changed for you when you had your child I think it was that pushback of being told no, mm. like literally, unfortunately, yeah. as wrong as it is, being told, well, no, yes, yeah. we're supposed to offer a flexible work arrangement. No, we don't see yeah. that that's possible here and we don't want to honour that, so you need to choose. Yeah, and what was going on inside you? Like how did, how did you feel at that point because you wanted Ooh. to stay home with your child more, longer? No, I returned back to work after 13 months of maternity leave oh, and I was so happy to be there. Yeah. <laughs> I was so happy. Work felt so yeah. easy and yes. fun compared to parenting around the clock. Yes. Um, and it was so good. But I did only want to return at a part-time capacity. And so that meant there had to be a job share role mm. created. And that was not something that they were prepared mm. to do. And yeah. so then I had to choose. As, that would have been, and how did that feel at that moment? Awful. Because yeah. I am, um, I don't know how many people are familiar with the Enneagram, you know, it's a personality yeah. assessment. And I'm an Enneagram one and the Enneagram one is known for their strong sense of justice. Yes. And ethics. Mm. And what was happening to me yeah. was the complete opposite of that, Yeah, you know? Um, and so that was like really challenging my personal value yes. set. Yes. Uh, and I did really try to advocate for myself, but the more I tried to, in a very light, gentle way, oh my gosh, yeah. I was so, such a baby then. Like now I, I would, I have better vocabulary for what I was experiencing. <laughs> I know yeah. about things like matrescence. I know about things like the maternal wall. I know about yes. um, unconscious bias that exists and I'd be able to be a far better advocate for myself now. What's the maternal wall? I haven't heard that before. What's that? Everyone should go and Google it. 
Okay. But it's a term basically where there is unconscious bias in the workplace Mm -hmm. about mothers and their capacity Mm -hmm. or their attention when returning to work. Oh, it's intense. And Mm -hmm. it's unconscious because even the loveliest of people, the most awesome of leaders suddenly believe and perceive things to be different about a working mum. 100%. I think that's right. So quite often returning mothers will get uh, treated differently or you may even see yourself being approached less to go on professional development experiences. Like suddenly you're not invited to those anymore. It's like you've got no more career aspirations. You get passed over. Yeah. You get passed over. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like, oh, yeah, she's she's no longer in the running for the promotion. Oh, that's terrible, isn't it? And it's Mm. never questioned, you know. So anyway, there's a lot of that. Um, but that caused a lot of stress yeah. and actually ended up having clinical anxiety oh, babe. because I did have my identity and my work yeah. and I, the way I saw myself contributing yeah. to society but also to the Catholic Church yeah. um, as an educator. Like yeah. all of my purpose was really wrapped up in that. Yeah, so sure. when I literally was given well the ultimatum of do this in this way, five yeah. days a week yeah. Um, or, or leave, it was really, I ended up, cho- I chose to leave. Yeah. Yeah. And there's an I, irony there because I'm sure the values of the greater organisation are not aligned with that action, you know, like the bigger values of any religion really value family. I know. You know and so that was a big thing. Irony there. Yeah. And that's I went hard, for, isn't it? Oh, it was so hard. And mm. I didn't realize that at the time. That came up for me when I went and did kinesiology with this amazing woman called Megan. And she was like, let's, like, this is so much deeper than what yes. you even think. And like, so what, where does the healing have to take place? And it was yes. this dichotomy between what I was experiencing. And the belief system of a religion that mm-hmm. was supposed to value married life, yes. family life, you know. That's right. The psychological oh my term is cognitive dissonance. Yeah, it the really reality was. doesn't match. It didn't match. And, and so values, it caused, yeah. yeah. And, you know, without getting too churchy. Yes, sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, that year in particular, yeah. the... It was declared the year of the mother by oh, Pope wow. Francis. And so, so I, I was just like, how is this the year of the mother? We're we supposed to honour the role of the mother in society and contribution. Right, and when the right. mother is happy, the children are happy, society does better. I was like, there is a real disconnect here. And it and just and felt very both, inauthentic. Right. So you and I both service that vision now. You and I yes. both spend a lot of our time and a lot of our businesses in in service of that idea that women and mothers particularly deserve all the support in the world to bring the future generation into this world. In and a when way a mother is, is strong, nurturing. everybody yeah. benefits. Yes, that's right. Yeah. It's it's a no-brainer to you and I, right? So and Elena, now, yeah. now I'm just like I used to say, 
how could this happen and why would this happen in the year of the mother? And now I'm like, of course this happened in the year of the mother. (laughs) (laughs) Of course. And it wasn't happening to me. It was Mm. happening for me. Right, correct. Yeah. Such a great distinction. I'm so grateful that it all happened and it happened as hard and as painfully as it did because being the Enneagram one, I would have stayed there and probably died there. Like, you know, (laughs) like it had to really rattle my world in order for me to get up and move. Mm -hmm. I needed a really big kick. And so for anyone who's in that place, In, in one way, shape or another, mm-hmm. it really is leading somewhere. Like you're not experiencing pain or anxiety or depression or feeling displaced for, for no purpose. Like it's, it's not for nothing. And it's also not for nothing. you're our people. <laughs> Just yeah, you're our people. Come to us. <laughs> we get We're it. waiting with open arms because yeah. it's true and it is an all too common experience and – I'm not going to go into it because I'll get really fired up at the way that, you know, the care of women and the care of mothers is so commonly undervalued in our social context, in our culture. And it's just something that comes up again and again and again, you know, and it's something that you and I are really working to remedy because actually when we can value the feminine, when we can value the power of this care and just allow it to exist and create our lives around it, make it central to our lives, that the woman's well-being and the woman's ability to carry out incredible work whilst mothering beautifully and doing an incredible job as a mother is the best way. It's the one and only way, in my opinion, is to have those two. It's not either or, it's yes and. Yeah. As how can I be this amazing mother and also fulfil myself body, heart, soul, mind, everything with work and we do that by designing our life in a different way. So talk to me about how you've done that. How have you designed your life? Well, the interesting thing is that years prior to any of that going down, I would say 10 years minimum Mm. before any of that work stuff happened. Yeah. My husband and I, he's now my business partner as well, he and I sat together and we put pen to paper about, you know, just those big dreaming sorts of conversations. Like what would our ideal life look like? Where would we live? How would we holiday? What would those holidays look like? when we were parents what type of parents did we want to be and so we'd sit and we'd have these imagining dreaming vision casting conversations and we would actually put pen to paper which i believe is a step further that most people don't take Mm. it's quite common for people to sit around and especially when you're experiencing like the fullness of life or maybe you're on a beautiful holiday and you're like, this is living. Let's do more of this. And where do we want to go next? Most people do have those conversations. Sure. But we had those conversations with great intention of tonight Mm. we're going to have these sorts of conversations and then putting pen to paper and really um, saying what it is that we want, even though it felt so impossible 
Yeah, pie in the sky. And that's so pie in the sky. Yeah. Yeah, like we had one car between the two of us when we got married. It was my teenage rundown <laughs> Daihatsu charade. Great. Um, and he worked part-time. He didn't have a full-time job. He had a part-time job. I was the first year out teacher or yeah. still studying at the yeah. time. I remember that like a $4.50, very vanilla chiller from Gloria Jeans felt like a stretch, luxury. like yeah, yeah. luxury. <laughs> Fantastic. I remember crying when I got the university book list and it said I had to buy a USB thumb drive, oh 64 gosh. meg, and it cost like oh, hundreds of dollars. Oh, no. And I was just like, I I only earn maximum of $100 a week yeah. by covering a lunch shift at Target. Yeah. <laughs> and I didn't have, like my dad passed away when I was 17 and mm. I was one of four kids and mm. I didn't have that family support where I could just go to mum and be yeah. like, oh, mum, can you please buy this? Yeah. So that, that, yeah, no. So, you know, but we still had those big dreaming conversations. And so the life by design really is like a, it's almost like a filter. Whenever we're faced with a choice, yeah. like what I was faced with 10 years later at work of yes. you either do it this way in our way Yes. Or you choose your way. Yes. Um, I would make every decision and still do to this day with my life, with my highest vision for my life right at the right. front. So right. I'm always saying, is this thing leading me to my life by design or taking me away from it? Missing and it's as simple right as that. There, my gosh. That's, yes. that's the gold, isn't it? It's the gold. Because even though I can feel terrified mm. and even though something feels uncertain, yes, if it is leading me to the thing that I want, I, I go that way. Yes. I don't have to feel unafraid to go that way. Absolutely <laughs> Quite not. Quite often you will always feel afraid going oh, that way. I say you take fear by the hand. You make friends yes. with fear because fear will be your companion. If you want to expand into a bigger life, you will be afraid, you will be uncomfortable. So get used to that. Make friends yeah. with it because it's going to be with you. Take it by the hand, take it with you. Totally. Mm -hmm. And everything that I've learned um, in the last 20 years yeah about psychology or neuroscience and the way yes. our brain works. Yes. I have that knowledge. My analytical mind has that knowledge yes. to say, actually, that is a fact. Mm. Our brains were made Absolutely. to keep us in the familiar yes. because it perceives the familiar as safer, even yes. if it's not. And so it will feel uncomfortable. You will feel stretched. That's the whole cliche of the whole growth happens outside of your comfort zone. Yeah. Well, it actually does. It's not just yes. lip service. No, that's right. Yeah. And so only the bold and the brave mm. will end up living and creating their life by design. And it and comes through right. discomfort. Discomfort and support. So like that's yeah. the, the other bit of it that for me is non-negotiable now is that I know there is no way I can walk this life. I, there is no way that I can yeah. make these decisions or make these choices that are hairy, scary, uncomfortable, big, and, you know, the brain is thinking the opposite of what I'm doing and the brain is there to think and good on your brain, keep on thinking. 
but uh, I'm going to take this path because I know it fits with this bigger picture. And there is no way I can do that. My mother always says you're only as good as your support systems. And it's true. Like I could not be doing this without the incredible support that I get from not only from close people, also from you, Tracy, you're one of my mentors. So, you know, it's bringing those people into your world that you know can hold that vision with you and come with you, you know. And I have the same. Like I've only created what I've created because I invest in myself Yes. to be in proximity with mentors and peers Mm. that are also living in the same way because we are relational beings, again, created to be like that, to assimilate to the pack. Absolutely. That we're part of. Yeah. And so, you know, you've got your lion life and you are this beautiful pack. Yes. And so your community needs to, like we'll assimilate and we'll adapt and we'll take on the embodiment Yes. of all of the things that they need to live a full, healthy, joyful life when they are with people doing that too. But the second we remove ourselves from that pack or that circle or that community, we are fighting an uphill battle. It is hard. Yeah, it's it really is much r- harder. It's not to say you can't do it. Of course you can. You can battle it out alone and many people do. But I don't believe it is. Well, we're not solitary creatures. That, we weren't, we weren't yeah. created to be like that. I don't believe it is a path we need to take anymore. Yeah. Like we can for sure. It's legitimate. I've done that. And there are times in my life where I had to do that. You know, that was the only way I could do it Yeah. and perfectly fine. And, you know, now I know there is a kind of a, a divine right timing, I call it, when certain people or experiences come into your life, you know, and um, other people say that they have that with me as well. They find my content and they find my messaging. I know you get this too. People find us when they're ready. The teacher appears when the student is ready. Yes. You know, and that that's another great classic Confucian quote but it's like those things are cliches for a bloody good reason oh they, there's wisdom and all truth. the time right yeah and and it's really fascinating when you start to see those things at work and I think once you start to make those powerful choices just as you have those things become clearer these things emerge from the fog right yes and so much so have so you, got- you know I, I just I would like for more women to open themselves up to receiving support. Yes, it's huge, the receiving aspect. Yeah. It's absolutely huge. What you can't see is behind me there's a little wooden hand full of crystals. It's two hands open. And that is on my desk to remind me that we do so much going out and getting and going and doing and being and very kind of yang if you're into yin and yang, you know, the masculine sort of, yeah. excuse me, go get it, go get it. But this feminine receiving, making space, allowing, unfolding, that kind of aspect is something that is as if not more important. I know. And to allow yourself to receive without you having to do something first. Yes. Yeah. So quite often it's a, I'll buy myself that, or I'll get that support, or I'll join that thing when it's like, you have to prove. And in the work that I do, and Elena, it's probably the same with Mm. the women that you serve. Likely. Um, 
yeah, it, it's that idea of every time I spend on myself, yes, it's taking away from other people. Yes. So taking away from the children. Oh, I could have bought the kids that whatever, or I could right. have put that on the mortgage, right. or I could have like it's yeah, perceiving every spend on yourself as taking away from other people. And if you are doing that, then yes. that's just gonna that probably found a through line to you just like, oh, that's me. How does Tracy yeah. know me? We've never met. Well, I've <laughs> <laughs> I've met enough women to know that that's quite a common it is. way that we think about money and spending on ourselves. Yeah, and it's also about valuing, like we say, valuing care and valuing women, you know, in the roles that we do in this world. It's absolutely paramount and there's there's no way around it. Um, you got to look after the things that are most important and women and mothers are really important, you know. So <laughs> you are important, everybody. Anyway. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Tracy, that's I the could... affirmation of the day is you for everyone important. to look in the – yeah, but absolutely. let's say I. Let's look in the mirror and let's say I – am important i love it you know and do you truly believe it yeah i say i am worthy because that for me that worthiness really resonates yeah go. there's lots of different words and it's good to find the word that works for you but i love that i am important yeah it is safe it is safe for me yes to get support yeah it's safe for me to get support beautiful and is there any other little gems that you would like to share with our audience today around creating this life by design? Oh my gosh, well, it's my most favorite topic of all. Whether you have a business or not, whether you're a career woman or not, um, I just want people to know that it truly just starts with daring to even put it out there, daring to dream. And I know it sounds so corny and so cliche, but life is such a gift and it is passing us by anyway. Yes. And so you're either living a life by design or you're living a life by default. Beautiful. And there's no in between. So you are either just letting life happen to you and not taking radical responsibility for that and having moments where you feel like a victim or saying things like, oh, that doesn't happen. That's not for someone like me. Yeah. That's a victim mentality. I've been that person. I've been that person. Absolutely. You know, like I'm just this girl born into this family, born into this circumstance, born into like, you know, like that's just how it is. It comes and goes. And it's just about making those different choices, literally at an inner level. Yes. No, I'm going to challenge that thinking. That's just my brain doing that thinking it's always done. And now I want to challenge that. I want to think a little differently. And that's really what I think you're inviting us to do, which is such a beautiful, powerful thing, you know. Yeah, just dare to challenge the thought. Yeah. And so if you're not living a life by default, then you're living a life by design, which is exciting. But just know you're going to feel like you're on the edge all the time. Yeah. You're going to be constantly finding all these new edges. Yep. But that's where the fun is. That's where you so get is. to create. That's where that's the party where the, is. That's where the create part of creating yeah. a life by design comes into it. Yeah. So yeah. Um, I just want more people to know that that is available to them. And it does start Not small. Everyone. 
Yeah, it starts small. It started with me being able to afford the $4.50 very vanilla chiller. Like to go from not being able to afford it to affording it and enjoying it and bringing gratitude to like, oh, and awareness to, hey, I used to look at people sipping on these things and think, I want that to be me. I want that spend to feel effortless and yeah. like nothing and I want to be able to buy my friends one too. Yeah. And then you you get to that place and it's bringing that awareness of, oh, I'm doing the thing that I used to pray for or I'm doing yeah. the thing that I once found impossible. And it literally starts that small. And I love that you're a proponent of slow growth as well. Like so one of the things that I'm really down with is the idea that, you know, it doesn't have to happen like in that crazy viral overnight sense. Like these are changes that occur slowly over time like you've been in business a while now you know and your success is a reflection of that it's those day by day little by little choices that you make to challenge that thinking to create to live outside the square to design your life in a way that works for you and your family you know yes and um, And can you imagine if i said to myself oh i just won't bother pursuing that dream because I can only work on my business for one hour a day at this in this season yes no I don't but like you said earlier yeah just do the one hour I've done that too I've been the one hour a day person yeah and that's totally fine and okay it's the same with exercise I look at myself with exercise (laughs) and, and making things mean yes um well, things we make things mean whatever. Like we assign meanings to things every day. Mm. But what was I making it mean when I was saying, oh, I can only have my gym membership if yeah. I go five times a week? Yeah. But, you know, and then canning the membership if I only got there twice a week or three and times so a week. it's so interesting once we start to look at those thoughts and we go, hang on a minute, that doesn't actually make sense. No. Like that, where did that come from, you know? And this is the work of like beautiful psychologists and therapists. What they do a lot is sort of, where does that thought come from? Where did that become your modus operandi, you know? Yes. And um, it's fascinating when you start to examine those those limiting beliefs, you know, those resistances that we all have. And then yeah, we I have mean, these bizarre there. rules. Yeah. And they've come from somewhere. Of course. Yeah, and most natural. often from childhood. But yes. why would you want to be yes. a 30-year-old, 40-year-old, 50-year-old, 60-year-old yes. adult? Yes living off a brain map that was created yes. by, you know, a, a four-year-old potentially. Totally pass it's used by date. Useful. Yeah. Served you well. Thank yep. you. Let's Marie Kondo that shit. Yeah, Thank let's so much. just so well. <laughs> no. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, Tracy, it's so beautiful to have this chat with you. I love you so much. And I can't wait to um, see what next step you take in your life by design. I know you've always got things are brewing. All the time. And I will share a little bit in a minute about how you can get in touch with Tracy and we'll also put a bunch of links in the show notes for you also. Is there anything you'd like to add before we wrap it up, my darling? Well, I would just love to meet your listeners over in the DMs. Like come over and just say hi just send me a message whether you choose to type it out or send me a voice message just come and say hi and say i just listened to your podcast with elena turley and let me know what was your takeaway from it or what part hit you in the feels and made you go oh that's me or that's where i'm at let's just connect 
Beautiful. So Tracy is at Moms with Hustle on Instagram. And as I said, I'll put all the links in the show notes. And Tracy, from the bottom of my heart, thank you so much for hanging out with us today and coming on the Unboxable podcast. It's been such a pleasure. I'm excited too. Thank you for asking such beautiful questions. It's been a different conversation to what people usually want to pick my brains on, but it's my favorite subject. So thank you, Elena. Awesome. Thanks, darling. Bye for now. See you soon. If you have enjoyed this podcast that I produce and release for free, please like, share, subscribe, and follow me on Instagram at Soul Mama Hub.